Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Weed Day Wednesday, Tucson, Arizona's number one online radio podcast about all things medical cannabis. Your host, Phil Star. And the Cannabis Kid. Our show features news, interviews, and all the latest information about anything and everything medical cannabis related in Tucson, Arizona. And the world at large. We'd love to hear from you. Please give us a call live at 646-915-8421. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on all social media, or email phctucson at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Tumbleweed's Health Center and Studio C, along with our many sponsors for hosting our show every week. With the lowest price certifications in town, you'll find hemp products accessories, and all things related to medical cannabis education. Visit Tumbleweed's Health Center at 4826 East Broadway Boulevard or online at com. And remember, be smart, be safe, and educate. Alright, welcome to Weed Day Wednesday, everybody. Golf clap for that. Whoop, whoop. How is it going? Do you notice that the golf clap's like sporadic and just like all over the place? I guess that's how you clap when you're golfing? I don't know. Maybe you shouldn't clap when you're golfing. I don't know. I messed up the score. Oh, just being silly. How's it going? How's everybody's Wednesday for the bestie? It's July 8th. Can't even believe it. Half the year's over, and it's been just a bunch of crap. Seriously, what the hell happened? We all thought we were doing okay, and we're not. So there you have it. Happy Weed Day Wednesday, everybody. Thank you. Good night. Just kidding. Mm. Coffee I make kind of tastes like a cookie roll. No, very interesting. Hmm. Anyway, welcome to Wednesday Wednesday. We are here today with my bearded dragon, little man, silver sisters on Grand Island. We are thinking about you all and loving you all. And Cannabis Kid will be here next week. We got an interview with MarijuanaDoctors.com. So check it out. Um, what's going on in the marijuana world? I realize sometimes, you know, you just... Um, Cicadas are really loud. I'm going to just close the door here and not hear the cicadas too much. Wow, someone turned the cicadas on and the dumb June bugs are all over the ground again. Crazy. That's one of the questions I'm going to ask the gods, all of them, when we get up, when I get up there, or we'll get wherever I'm going in the next phase of the journey of not being human, is why June bugs? Like, seriously, they're so lost by them. And there are a lot of people like this. They're so lost there, they flip over on their back and they get stuck and die. Like, <laughs> who did that? Oh, man. All right. So that's just one of my questions for the gods. The other one is um, about the weather. Uh, why do we need freezing cold temperatures and burning hot temperatures? And, uh, yeah, just uh, something I don't get. And hot flashes now. <laughs> Seriously? made us go through 45, 50 years of periods, and then you throw a hot flash in just because, just for fun. <laughs> Shake on Pop. Your head in an oven. <laughs> it's insane. It just happened. I'm like, and it's still, these are new for me. <laughs> weed hasn't, weed has not helped my hot flashes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe if I smoke a bowl while it's happening, I won't even know. No, you'll still know because you feel like you're smoking a bowl with your head in the oven. Oh, oh boy. Anyway, anywho, um, what's going on in your weed world? I just smoked a combination of something at the end of my jar. And I love this jar. It has three little question marks on it because it was a jar that um, whenever we found a random bud, we just stuck it in there. You know, you find random buds, random buds, random buds. And uh, I think it was from trimming plants when we used to be able to grow. 
um, and we throw these in here uh, at the end, and then we have a random jar. But this jar in particular uh, has a lot of keef to it. So whenever I stick it in the grinder, um, that you can get at Tumbleweeds Health Center. Uh, I just got tons of keef at the bottom, so it's always exciting to smoke that. And that's probably what's going on. <laughs> and hot. Wednesday, Wednesday, everybody. And speaking of uh, Weekday Wednesday, and thank you to Tumbleweeds Health Center at 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. Come on down. It is so hot these days that we have room for every walk-in. People are making appointments and then they're just not showing up because they're like, uh, yeah. They open the door and there's that oven. They're like, I'm going back in. You know, it's just like this forking hot air. You're not from the desert if you haven't been here. Or if you haven't had a hot flash, couldn't help it. <laughs> um, yeah. That's the desert. It's just damn hot. So come on down and get certified. You can do, uh, if you if you have records, bring them. It's going to save you time and money. If you don't have records, we can have you see one of our doctors to establish those records for an additional $50 and an additional appointment. And now um, we are actually offering you the opportunity to do your own paperwork. That is a game winner because you'll get your card a lot faster than if you pay us and you won't have to pay us uh, because it's taking a couple weeks for us to get everything processed. Um, the new state system is just that it's new and it's a state system. So we're pretty much all in trouble with that. Once they roll something out, we're like, oh, crap. What the hell just happened? Seriously, this one's like hitting your head on the wall a thousand times. So we apologize for all the frustration out there. Uh, we are seriously doing our best to keep up and figure out this program. And their program, the state of Arizona will admit it isn't te technologically sound yet. So they introduced a program out in the world that wasn't even ready to be introduced. So oftentimes there are glitches, you've got to merge accounts because the state created an old one for you and a new one for you, and then you created another new one, so you've probably got like 12 things going on. And... But if you are going to have us do the application, just don't touch anything in there. Don't touch it. <laughs> Keep your hands off. Just, yeah, don't touch it. Uh, we'll do it. But like I said, it's going to be a few weeks, two to three weeks. Uh, sorry about that. It's just the way it is right now with COVID and lack of staff and all that good stuff. Uh, we still are very much practicing our COVID responsibilities. People, please read the giant poster. It's like, it's three feet tall. No dream is posting and walking in the door. Read the poster. They walk in with their friends, their dogs, their kids. They're talking on the cell phone. Uh, I asked the gentleman yesterday, I said, Could, you know, we have a policy, please. You know, we ask that you not be on your cell in here. <laughs> he started to get all uppity, and I said, well, it's on the sign before you come in the door. <laughs> so that's just the way of the world. You know, um, people are just, this instantaneous thing drives me nuts. Yeah, everything, I want it now, now, now. I fall victim myself sometimes. Not, you know, I'm, I'm guilty too. But when you go to a medical office, you would think you would have patience for the people that are trying to get your card processed. Yeah. Golf clap. Big audience. Golf clap. That's right. You know the golfers clap faster than the regular audience? It's a race. They're really fast. I guess they have to talk fast so they can get that next shot in. I don't know. Anyway, uh, so come on down. <clears throat> and if you want to know uh, what qualifications... What qualifies you? Get on over to tumbleweedselfcenter.com and uh, get to the certification section. And it's PTSD, cancer, glaucoma, uh, AIDS, chronic pain, which covers everything from um, fibromyalgia to migraines, leg cramps. I mean, it, that's the biggest, um, I think like 90% of all the cards are from chronic pain users. And seriously, who doesn't have a ton of chronic pain out there? All right. Severe nausea, uh, seizures, including epilepsy, or 
Parkinson's, you name it, all the tremors and the shaking syndromes, seizure syndromes, HIV, Hep C, ALS, Crohn's disease, agitation of Alzheimer's. I say this every time. There are almost 30 types of Alzheimer's and dementia is all up in there. And if you haven't seen the videos that we've posted online and I've played them, um, this can save your loved one's life. Seriously. <clears throat> it's crazy how fast it turns people around within 24 hours, 48 hours. I mean, it's a flipping miracle. Uh, cachexia or wasting syndrome, uh, severe and persistent muscle spasms, including multiple sclerosis. And you're also eligible for your medical cannabis card if you're being treated for something and the medication you're taking is uh, making it hard to live life and you're getting symptoms from that. So, yeah. If you suffer from one of these medical conditions and have been diagnosed by an Arizona licensed physician, medical cannabis may help relieve your symptoms. Tumbleweeds Health Center is Arizona's premier cannabis certification health and education center. Our primary focus is to help the patients of Arizona obtain their medical marijuana card and educate everyone about medical cannabis. With current medical records, approval is a simple process. Contact Tumbleweeds Health Center to see if you qualify for your Arizona medical marijuana card. That's right. Give us a call at 520-838-4430. You can even email thctucson at gmail.com. Or just come on down to 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. We are open six days a week right now, uh, Monday through Friday, 10 to 6. We have two doctors, and Saturdays, 10 to 3, we just have one doctor. So if you do need, a, uh, need to establish your records, um, you need to come Monday through Friday. Awesome sauce. Okay, let's see. Oh, we could thank a couple sponsors. Grower's House at 3635 East 34th Street. Get on down there for um, all your growing needs from dirt, soil, life, uh, equipment, gear, scissors for trimming. They got uh, all sorts of things in there. They've got these like pH meters where you can stick it in the dirt and they got light meters, which is really fun. I like to actually play with my light meter. I, I'm a geek. You can really tell. <laughs> but gear's fun. I have to admit it. And it was a gift from Silver Sisters. So it's really fun. I use it. I'm not even kidding. Um, so get on down to Grower's House. Um, and it's growershouse.com. And they've got all sorts of specials and deals, like, all the time. And then you can put your email in and spin the wheel, and you get a random prize. And it's usually, like, a pretty good percentage off or a dollar amount off. So get on down there to grow. Also, uh, we'd like to thank Can Help Online Digital Magazine. You can listen to this wherever you are. Go no far. Canna Health is a digital magazine focused on knowledge, safe access, and advocacy with a monthly subscription readership. It's loaded with scientific and clinical articles from various healthcare professionals, profiles of cannabis clinics offering safe access to medicines, national and local organizations open to the public, and real-life patient success stories. It's free to subscribe, so don't miss another issue of Canna Health. That's right. Check it out. You can get to it from our website, actually, uh, if you go to tumbleweedshealthcenter.com. Um, and you get on over to the radio section. There's scroll down. You can read about some of our guests. There's a couple links. Uh, it's just their logos, and you can just click them and go. I'm a click and go kind of girl. So they're that picture. It's not a book. Silver Sisters laughing, too, saying I got chased out of Safeway by a guy who was so upset I said that. Oh, he was so mad. But seriously, I like pictures. What's wrong with that? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. All right, we're going to read a little bit of news today. And um, then, of course, we're going to listen to Doug Fine's book today some more. <laughs> and let's see, Arizona, azmarijuana.com. Arizonans will likely see these four initiatives on the ballot in 2020. Now, Read the initiatives before you vote. And it's, it's a lot of work. I know. It's hard. And that's, they make them lengthy and crappy long um, so that 
you won't read them and want to be interested in them. All right. <clears throat> Arizona voters are likely to see four voter initiatives on their November ballot. Although all four must survive a review of qualifying signatures turned into the Secretary of State's office last week and legal challenges that routinely are made, you can challenge someone's signatures to make sure that they gather the right one. Um, very interesting. The four that turned in their qualifying signatures by the deadline include measures that would raise taxes on high earners to boost school funding, legalize recreational cannabis, implement sentencing reform, and impose a slew of new rules on hospitals and insurers. Oh, that sounds interesting. All right, so um, the four, okay, all four campaigns turned in well over the required 237,645 signatures, improving their chances of making it through the coming signature reviews as well as surviving legal challenges. The four initiatives are Invest in Education Act. The proposed initiative backed by many educators and the state teachers union would impose a 3.5% tax surcharge on income above $250,000 for an individual or above $500,000 for couples and aims to raise about $940 million a year for schools. It's the latest outgrowth from a teacher strike two years ago that highlighted low wages for educators and a slow rebound from budget cuts enacted uh, during the Great Recession. The walkout secured higher wages for teachers, but many education interest groups said it fell short. Half of the new tax would be devoted to raise, uh, raises for credentialed teachers, 25% to boost wages for cafeteria workers, bus drivers, and other support staff, and the rest for teacher training, vocational education, and other initiatives. Okay, all sounds good and well. Read it. Um, there's not a link to it here, but you've got the name, the Invest in Education Act. And these blurps that they give you, they're only by law required, I believe, to, they only have to have 150 words or less or something or that, okay? So it's not the whole 21-page initiative for the Safe and Smart and Safe Act, you know. Here's the second one: Second Chances Rehabilitation and Public Safety Act. This initiative, backed by a Quaker religious group, will cut sentences for people convicted of non-dangerous offenses by 15 to 50 percent by allowing inmates to earn release credit. It also removes mandatory sentencing for non-dangerous criminals, allowing judges to use their discretion. The measure bars people from being sentenced as repeat offenders if they commit multiple crimes in one series, and it allows some people currently incarcerated to apply for resentencing. The legislature has rejected many of the pro, uh, proposals in recent years. All right, well, that's one I'd like to read more about because that little burp is very, very intriguing. Um, okay, here's the third one. Stop Price Billing and Protect Patients Act. That's the one because huh, I went to the emergency room once, just probably totally dehydrated, and um, the doctor literally stepped into the room for maybe 15 seconds. I'm not kidding. said, how are you feeling? And I said, pretty crappy. And he said, okay, and walked out. And that was it. And it was a $400 charge for a 15-second question. How are you feeling? <laughs> well, I have two IVs in my arms, and I look like crap. How do you think I'm feeling? He had to come in and earn his like, like $486 bill for just that one thing. And you're like, excuse me. And that's probably not even what they're talking about, but that's some crappy crap. Okay, the proposed backed by labor unions would bar insurers from charging people more if they have a pre-existing condition and ban higher charges if a patient uses an out-of-network provider. There's a good one. It requires insurers to reimburse providers at specific ranges and it sets a new minimum wage for providers at private hospitals by requiring 5% raises per year for four years. It also sets hospital safety standards for infection control um, overseen by state regulators. Yeah, you know, the worst part about going to the hospital or to the doctor is you usually get sick. Anyone else can kill you? The doctor can kill you. Oh, you got a fever. You need a donkey kicking. Anyway, you're down the West Coast, the same version, get it now. 
And finally, what you've all been waiting for, <laughs> the Smart and Safe Arizona Act. Well, it's what some of you have been waiting for. Uh, the measure would legalize recreational marijuana use in Arizona for people 21 and over. Purchases would be charged in regular sales tax plus a 16%, which y'all weren't thinking about, which would fund the government's cost of administering the program. Seriously? There you go, guys. Have fun with that one. Um, any money left over will go to community co- <laughs> Any money left over. Did you hear that? Did y'all hear it? Any money left over. So the dollar fifty will go to community colleges, infrastructure, roads and highways, public safety, and public health. The measure also allows people who have been arrested or convicted of some marijuana offenses, some such as possessing, consuming, or transporting two point five ounces or less to petition. To petition to have their records expunged. Did you hear that guys? To petition. They can do that now from where they are. Uh, Yeah. Um, And it clarifies that people can be charged with driving while impaired by marijuana. Well, you can do that now anyway. All but the sentencing reform measures uh, are opposed by the Arizona Chamber of Commerce and Industry, which in recent years has sued to keep initiatives it opposes off the ballot or spent large amounts to defeat them. Well, seriously. Um, I can tell you just a few reasons why you should actually just even stay in the medical program, which most people are going to do, um, because the medical program is going to give you so much more protection, safety, um, all sorts of stuff. And sorry about all these little ding noises in the back. I can't. I don't figure out how to get off my phone. <laughs> um, in the medical program, you get your two and a half ounces every two weeks. And you get any amount of concentrate that you want. Uh, and that's a good thing. People are sick. They need all the RSO they can get. In the, in the legal recreational program, in the Arizona Dispensary Association, one ounce and five grams limit of concentrate. And then once you start going over your one ounce allotment, um, if, you, if you have your two and a half ounces, but you don't have your medical marijuana card, guess what? Um, misdemeanors start coming into play. You get, you start getting fined. Okay, and that stuff, that's going on your permanent record. That will stay on your permanent record. Growing <laughs> up, I'd like to see my permanent record, please. Where did I go to the FBI? Maybe can I call the FBI? Hey guys. Yeah, this is that's uh, that's gonna pop up my permanent record, please. <laughs> Before Christmas. Okay. Um, yeah. In the medical program, you're not getting jailed or fined or anything like that. Um, you, and you get employee protection in the medical program. In the recreational program, if you do not have your medical card, um, you, your employer, uh, wherever you live, anyone can just fire you, kick you out and say, no way. Even if you're not using it work, it doesn't matter. Keep your card. Um, and then you get six plants, but I'd like to see a show of hands. Yeah, there's one person over there that knows how to go. <laughs> of the 10,000 in the room here. Um, you get 12 plants if you live 25 miles outside of a dispensary, which for the rural kids right now, yeah, golf clap, full clap it up. Those rural kids are starting to grow again because the dispensaries are moving. Um, I know Sierra Vista moves, and... Um, and then Benson's getting ready to move as well. So everyone out there is going to just get their 12 plants. Right on. Grow it up. Um, there's no limit on the THC you can have in your medical marijuana program. Um, in the recreational program, it limits your package to 100 milligrams. And then it limits the piece of ca- candy or whatever it is, gummy, to 10 milligrams. So you're going to have to eat like, you know, some people need a lot of cannabis to have an effect um so it's going to be really expensive and you only get an ounce and only five grams of that can be concentrates and your concentrates can't look anything like a fruit a vegetable or a bear or a gummy or you know it has to be like a brick like a brick <laughs> even adult vitamins look like animals seriously 
don't know what the first half of the on the first page before it's even halfway through it says the the quote the director can take bribes, gifts, money, prizes, and spend it any way they want that they see fit good for the program. Are you kidding me? That's why when they say what's left over, well, that's what's going to get distributed to these quote-unquote programs. And if you read the initiative, well, just read it. That's all I'm going to say. Um, so in the medical program, there was one time in history a somewhat legal lottery because we know um, that you could have paid for and bought a dispensary on the side with dirty money. We know that for a fact. And um, in the medical marijuana, there's supposed to be a dispensary lottery so that anyone that wants to get into the business can. With the uh, legalization from the Dis Arizona Dispensary Association made up of a few dispensaries and the ABDHS, um, there's no lottery. Guess who gets to keep all the businesses and all the future businesses? That's right, the ADA. Your current dispensary owners are just going to monopolize and not let any of you else get a business. That is just wrong. I, that, I think that's constitutionally wrong. I'm going to check it out because I have a 190-year-old copy of my Constitution of the United States. And I'm going to read it. And I have, and it's really very interesting, too. Yeah, edible. What the hell? You get 10 milligrams per. Okay, that's it. And then you get, um, it can't take on the shape of <laughs> fruit shapes or characters. I mean, seriously, what the hell? If you don't know by now how to keep your medicine away from children, you shouldn't have children. <laughs> um, and then in the medical medical program, they're supposed to have mandatory testing by third parties to find out what's in your medicine. And guess who is going to test the dispensaries in Arizona? Yep, the Arizona Dispensary Association. They're making up their own testing facilities to test their own medicine. How shady and sneaky is that? Come on, read the initiative. Um, and it's incomplete. They've got section after section after section that says, well, we're going to have rules, but they're not made up yet. Seriously? All right. That's it for my fired up in the morning. Um, so, yeah, I'm passionate about this because it's a bunch of crap when you try and take business rights away, patients' rights away, um, and make it all look good. No, that's it, not how it goes. Uh, it, it's not how it ever should go. Anybody <clears throat> should have a chance that wants to grow, that wants to be in business, that there are lots and lots and lots of reasons why um, – you really, really, really need to read this initiative. And, yeah, it's long. It's 21 pages. You know, grab a cup of coffee and, you know, sit down and figure it out. <laughs> and did you know cannabis consumers exercise more than non-consumers? A study of older Americans find. Let's see if I can mute that. Oh, I can. We'll see if it works because, you know, I suck at technology. Because <laughs> I do. And, you know, these are all just my opinions out there, folks, and they don't even really matter. <laughs> Although I've been in this business for almost nine years, and I drive things like, yeah, you know. Um, go out and do your own research and do your own testing and read, read the initiatives. And, you know, they're all on air. Um, you can go back and listen to the initiatives. that I read all of them, and I read this last one um, twice, I believe. If not, uh, I should read it again. But... I'll read it again privately, and you should too. Americans ages 60 and older who, are, who ingested pot exercise more frequently and demonstrated a lower body mass index than those that did not. Damn right. Nope, we stay in shape. A vast number of cannabis enthusiasts made up of all ages have discovered the perks of exercising high, often with pleasant results. <laughs> Usually when I try and do that, I get a little sluggish and I end up like, you know, looking at birds. Or like that. I go run While decades of propaganda and a handful of less than conclusive studies promote the amotivational syndrome theory surrounding cannabis, meaning the laziness factor, a growing body of empirical evidence defies the concept that cannabis slows down the physical human body and hinders psychomotor ability. Um, yep, 
A new study looking at Americans ages 60 and older found that cannabis consumers are more adept at regular exercise than non-cannabis consumers. The findings were published in the July 2020 issue of American Journal of Health Behavior and are published online via Agenda. The data suggests that American uh, pot smokers ages 60 and older exercise frequently and have a lower body mass index than older Americans who do not consume. The team arrived at the conclusion that cannabis did not negatively impact exercise routines among Americans who fall within that age group. The study was conducted by a team from the Department of Neuroscience and Psychology at University of Colorado Boulder. Quote, although studies uh, have suggested that cannabis may impair psychomotor uh, performance and lung function, cannabis may actually enhance performance in some athletic domains. Quote, researchers wrote, it is important to note that the few empirical studies directly testing this association association lack external validity as they have utilized forms of cannabis that are not widely available in modern medical and recreational cannabis dispensaries. (laughs) Well, that sounds interesting. I wonder what the heck they have (laughs) that we don't have. What's going on? What kind of weed are they getting smoking? Researchers noted that past studies on the subject involved lower quality cannabis. Cannabis, which is nearly impossible to find nowadays, with legal top shelf flour already available at dispensaries in dozens of states. That's true. It is kind of hard to find crappy weed these days, which is, that's so surprising. <laughs> Man, that was just so the opposite growing up. Oh, we ever got the green stuff, which is what we call it. The other crap was just brown. <laughs> Oh, man, it was a miracle. Using the standard seven-day physical activity recall scale, the PAR, um, the team was able to accurately measure the frequency of exercise among participants. The benefits of PAR include that it allows researchers to distinguish between work-related and non-work-related physical activity, and it also measures levels of intensity of exercise and other factors. All participants were 60 years of age or older and defined as sedentary. Having reported exercising less than 80 minutes of moderate physical of act, uh, activity per week, participants were monitored for body mass index, cardiovascular activity, and exercise frequency at the beginning of the study. Then, after eight weeks, and then 16 weeks at the <clears throat> and then at the eight-week mark, 164 participants completed the study, and 153 participants made it to the 16-week mark. Uh, results of this analysis, quote, indicated that compared to older adult non-users, adult, uh, older adult cannabis users had lower body mass index at the beginning <clears throat> of an exercise intervention study, engaged in more weekly exercise days during the intervention, and were engaging in more exercise-related activities at the uh, conclusion of the intervention, the team wrote. Moral of the story, smoke weed and exercise. I'll be blazing and smoking it, about to go and get some munchy snacks Passing up on those cracker jacks, Reese's pizzas are where it's at Gotta get me some soda pop, cotton mouth has been creeping up I can't remember where I put my keys, yeah, that's what's up I'ma take your grandpa's ride, I'ma take your grandpa's ride No, for real, ask your grandpa, can I take a 65? Deville cruising to my local Publix Nothing better than rolling with two super fly chicks They have frozen burritos, I bought frozen burritos I bought some Ben and Jerry's, and then I bought some Cheetos 
Hello, hello, my main man Obama. A couple states have just reformed their laws on marijuana. What you gonna do? Send the feds there? Hell no. The DEAs would be like, ah, oh, they got volcano. I'm gonna smoke some weed. Only got $20 in my pocket. I'm a hunt, looking for a pot shop. This is fucking know about the science of marijuana what you know about people suffering from glaucoma they need it they need it it helps them with their condition if you don't believe me then just ask some eye physicians thank your granddad for voting for that guy richard nixon is the president who made the plant illegal but science is now showing that it's medicine for people and the private sector fighting to keep all of that illegal alcohol and tobacco pharmaceutical prisons i'll take those four major lobby groups and fight those motherfuckers they're making money day and night all those motherfuckers and bribing congress out of sight all those motherfuckers They'd be like, oh, it's immoral and unhealthy I'm like, how many people are you making wealth? Anti-marijuana lobbies are making all kinds of profits And they don't want you to stop it because of all the special interests I call that getting swindled and pimped shit I call that getting tricked by the government That law's hella old So it's time to update it, regulate it, and then get it under state control Peak game, look into my political telescope Think it's gonna stay like this forever? Not hella won't Not hella won't Hey Obama, stop being a hypocrite. You used to smoke weed, fool. I'm gonna smoke some weed. Only got twenty dollars in my pocket. I'm a hunt, looking for a pot shop. This is fucking awesome. Let's end the war on drugs. It's time to pull the plug. These special interest groups are nothing more than poker with thugs. Let's end the war on weed. The people have agreed These special interest groups have kept these laws with everybody doing? It is July the 8th. Woo! And we're almost, we're down, I, we are, I think we're halfway almost to Christmas. I think this is it. This week or the next week, we're halfway there officially. So, um, wow, but there's going to be, oh man, Amazon's going to be slammed. Holy cow. They're going to be crazy. And where's my little list here? Oh boy. Um, anyway, <clears throat> now I, I click something and now I get an ad for some reason. Who knows? Uh, well, you're listening to Weed Day Wednesday, and this is Bell Star. Canvas Kid will be with us next week, and Silver Sister is in New York. No, not that big city. She's in Buffalo. Grand Island's being back. Uh, Buffalo, you know, where the wings are from. That's right. The original. And I went... Where did we go? Was it Anchor Bar? Was it Anchor Bar? Tell me. <laughs> Where is the original Buffalo place? Because we went and I had it. Whoop, whoop. With the bestie. Mm-hmm. Um, you're listening to Weed Day Wednesday, and I might sneeze in just a minute here. Um, and we're going to continue on with the um, American Hemp Farmer Adventures and Misadventures in the Cannabis Trade. Uh, we have been listening to this. Um, and this is Doug Fine's latest book, um, one of our besties we know and love. So we are happy to listen to this book, which, and he's reading it, which is really, really, really great. Um, and we're so lucky that it's, he had the opportunity to do this. I don't know many, how many billions of hours he said it took to do this, but thank you, Doug. And we're going to play Doug Fine right now. Cannabinoid terpene ratio, the entourage effect. Mm. But even for flower-only farmers who aspire to an all-female crop, feminized seed can present problems. Cannabis not only wants its THC, it also wants to be dioecious. Maleness creeps back in. This has already resulted in lawsuits in Oregon from folks who paid top dollar for feminized seeds, believing all their seeds would be usable only to find a few of those pesky boys in the mix. The issue of stability in seeds is a complex one. CBD farmers crave it. Understandably, they want the same crop every season. 
knowledgeable growers speak of F1 and BX1 generations of seed, referring to the number of generations of breeding that have gone into that seed. Mm. Here again, my philosophy is somewhat against the grain, so to speak. I look for diversity in my genetics. I want each season to be a distinct vintage. Plus, I seek oddballs, what breeders call unicorns. These are individual plants with unusual traits, mm. some of which you can see phenotypic and some of which you have to test for genotypic. It might be an individual that is fast germinating, frost hardy, high in protein, or in possession of distinct fiber color or unusual cannabinoid content. Here we see another advantage of listening to Bill and watching your crop every day. You're likely to find a unicorn you'd like to select and breed. Vive la difference once again. Even for farmers mm -hmm. devoted to growing a uniform sensimia crop, Feminized seed can be a crapshoot. You still are going to have to examine every plant to make sure she's a female. So why not pay less for seed that doesn't claim to be feminized? And if you're a CBD farmer wanting to bring only females to maturity, one of the items on your daily farm walk checklist in the early part of the season can and should be checked for males. You have plenty of time to identify and remove them before they mature. The science of seed feminization is kind of cool, though. I've visited farms that employ a variety of techniques to achieve it. At Functional Remedies in Colorado, for instance, farm manager Hunter Conchin demonstrated a method of adding silver to the plant's feeding, which evidently scares away the Y chromosome. The silver introduced at the right time in the plant's life cycle reduces the levels of the hormone ethylene, leading to female offspring, Conchin told me, as we toured the vast functional remedies greenhouses. Conchin, by the way, is proof that farming is one of the digital age's hottest professions. He was hired before he graduated ag school at Colorado State. Regardless of his genetics choice, when a sensimia farmer is visualizing his plant spacing in the field, he wants to provide plants room to branch and flower. I found flower-only crops are best grown like psychoactive cannabis, meaning they should be given much wider spacing than our tri-crop applications demand, 30 or even 60-inch bases, and much fewer seeds per acre, around 3 pounds, which is a good thing for your budget because CBD seeds are much more expensive than grain, fiber, and tri-crop seeds. Some folks grow in greenhouses, which are measured by square foot rather than by acre. So to figure out how many plants to cultivate in a greenhouse, measure out five-foot bases until you hit a wall. Although greenhouses that utilize natural light and real local soil can be great, I myself am primarily an outdoor cultivating farmer. I believe outdoor cultivation results in the highest quality hemp and definitely the most carbon sequestration. Now on to the big question of peak gold rush pricing. Just what can the first-time hemp farmer expect to pay for seed? First thing to know is that in the next section, you will almost certainly encounter outdated numbers. Oh, how I hope so. We are in the wild west phase of cannabis genetics pricing. Because of young, seasonal, unstable markets, prices can swing hugely both over the course of a year and from region to region. That last part always surprises me a little. One could always hop on a plane. Furthermore, folks offer all kinds of different pricing structures. In gold rush terms, the seed merchants are the shovel sellers. They get paid whether or not you grow a successful crop. When you first explore the seed market landscape, you feel like a prospector in the treasure of the Sierra Madre with these hyperinflated genetics prices and colorful characters making exotic offers to you from dodgy websites. But here are some rough numbers. For CBD seed, you might pay between $3,000 and $6,000 per pound, depending on the CBD levels in the COA for the cultivar. Feminized seed can cost up to $7,000 a pound. Clones range from $3 to $10 per plug, depending on quantity and region. Keep in mind, as we discussed, that you're planting far fewer seeds slash clones for CBD crops, around three pounds per acre, than you are for seed fiber tri-crop harvests, 15 pounds, give or take. 
For a different perspective on flower genetics, I'm going to outline the business model of Rich Beck's of Chimney Rock Farms in Colorado. I do this as a countercurrent to my own philosophies, since Rich is a guy I respect and is very professional in his breeding. He does not agree with my total right of replication outlook or my aversion to feminized seed. It cost me 50k to develop a new line of genetics, he told me. Someone who wants to buy a clone for four bucks and make an infinite supply is basically free riding off our work and investment. So Chimney Rock offers a farmer membership that costs 5000 per year. It includes online consulting and access to Chimney Rock's standard operating procedure. Beck supplies feminized seed to each member at what he described as below market price, enough for five acres. These are high-performance genetics that are developed for full-spectrum products with specific cannabinoid ratios and terpenes, he told me. My job is to make the member successful. And since feminized seed can wind up costing north of a dollar per seed, the Chimney Rock model can make sense to farmers looking to have reliable genetics plus consulting delivered to their door. Knowledge can indeed be priceless, especially the first time out of the gate. Like a first-time parent, a new hemp farmer is going to have a hundred questions over the course of her debut season. I'd go so far as to say the most common mistake first-timers make is not investing time and resources in gleaning knowledge from more experienced farmers. Bex favors feminized seeds since it's a labor-intensive and technical process that, in his view, makes each seed worth the price. That's because you add another 25 to 50 cents in soil, trays, heat, light, and labor, and you end up at half the cost of a clone with a much better plant thanks to its taproot. When it comes to replicating Chimney Rock genetics, Bex has a two-tier system. Farmer members can clone Chimney Rock's genetics for themselves but not sell them. But Bex said grower partner members are licensed to produce Chimney Rock genetics in their state. I supply the foundation genetics, maintain consistency, do the R&D and marketing, he said. I send them leads and they just grow and pay me a royalty. So that's CBD genetics in the time of Wild West pricing. Now on to seed prices for my favorite hemp apps, everything else. Hmm. For cultivars intended for seed fiber tri-crop harvests, you might get price quotes as low as $2 per pound for state old stock that you can't replant, or up to $2,000 a pound for proven open source cultivars that you own upon purchasing. If you do the math, after five seasons of owning your genetics, even that higher price pays for itself. For the past couple of seasons, generic seed fiber tri-crop cultivars with right of replication tend to land somewhere in the middle of those two numbers. They usually run between $30 and $100 per pound. Then you own the seed forever. In five years, the genetics landscape worldwide will be radically altered from its current form. Prohibition will be a fading memory. Supply will be much larger. Hemp regulations in most states will reflect the level playing field we've been mapping. And legit state certification programs begin to sprout. As well, the USDA and the AOSCA seed certification agencies we discussed earlier will begin weighing in with guidelines. I hope that in a generation, readers of this part of the book can have a deep if sympathetic laugh at the situation their parents faced. Your established major crop grown in the millions of acres, kids, was once a brand new gold rush full of speculators and shady operators wearing the same Carhartt coveralls or lawyers' ties at the people trying to save humanity. I'll endeavor to keep folks abreast of the situation via social media, live events, television, and short-form journalism in coming years. A book is a magnificent thing, but it is static, and that's one of the few things that hemp genetics prices and markets <clears throat> aren't. That said, I'm glad we're documenting the Wild West phase, it's a legitimate part of hemp history. Plus, if I were entering the hemp world now, I'd be more concerned about genetic legitimacy than prices. That's because today's prices are not necessarily so prohibitively expensive as they seem if you look at the current market conditions for the harvested crops. 
It's all well and good and no small feat to grow a pretty crop. But if you're paying so much to get your seed, what is your potential return? We'll start with flower markets. Even at $4,000 a pound for seed, a CBD variety can potentially make a legitimate upper middle class living for a 20 acre farmer, especially for a clever, righteous farms at table provider who is willing to do the extra work and take on the additional task of marketing a value added product, often called a secondary market product or a consumer packaged good CPG product. Because there are so many value-added products on which a farmer entrepreneur might focus, outlining the metrics for success can be tricky. My five-year plan with Hemp and Hemp is to scale up from current tiny 1,000 bottle runs to 10,000 annual top-shelf three-ounce units that wholesale at $50. And that outlook involves utilizing both the seed and flower parts of the plant. Plus, I own my genetics, so that budget line item is zero. But if hemp in hemp meets that five-year production goal and all 10,000 units sell, that will mean a gross of $500,000 on minimal acreage. Might the production runs expand from there? Maybe. If folks demand more than 10,000 units, then scaling up while maintaining farm-to-table quality will be a good problem to have. But say you simply want to sell your seed, fibers, CBD flour, or processed crude on the open market. I hesitate to get too deeply into that kind of plan, both because of Wendell Berry's warning about falling victim to the vicissitudes of fluctuating commodity markets, and because wholesale market prices are also on the roller coaster ride of the Wild West phase. They could crash at any time. I think we have about three years until markets start to mature and stabilize. <clears throat> but since many folks are going to follow the CBD herd anyway, let's do the agronomic math. If you're planting for CBD, you use those roughly three pounds of seed per acre. There are about 27,000 seeds in a pound, meaning you invest about $12,000 per acre in seeds. The New Mexico Department of Agriculture folks estimate a $6,000 per acre cost to cultivate hemp outside of genetics for soil preparation, drip irrigation lines, and so forth. So let's call your total cost of cultivation $18,000 per acre. You have a great year and you harvest 1,000 pounds of flour per acre on your 20-acre farm. The low end of CBD wholesale raw flour, often called biomass prices over the past couple of years, has been about $20 per pound. It sometimes goes as high as $1,000 and averages $150-ish. But at $20, you'd clear $2,000 per acre or $40,000 on your 20 acres. Not terrible. In a $100 per pound wholesale market, that same harvest would net you $82,000 per acre. Even at these most conservative calculations, a hemp crop can yield four times what a corn, soy, or wheat crop does. But if you turn those 20 acres into the 10,000 units of value-added product for which I'm aiming in the medium term and successfully market the full run, no fait accompli and involving much more sweat equity than simply selling wholesale flour, your gross could be as high as $320,000 before marketing, packaging, delivery, and other post-harvest costs. Marketing your own product is a gut check. But that route has the highest long-term earning potential for the independent farmer or co-op. If you scale up to 100,000 units, you'll be well into seven figures of annual revenue. Plus, you'll be providing a great product to customers and sequestering thousands of tons of carbon. So feel free to start rubbing your palms together and making greedy hoo-hoo-hoo noises. As long as you do it right and have a multi-season game plan, both your bottom line and the planet can benefit. Mm-hmm. Another option for the flour-only <laughs> farmer, as long as recent wholesale prices hold, is to toll process your flour into crude. That means using someone else's processing equipment to turn your flour into the raw materials of your product. This is what Salt Creek Hemp does with its harvest. It has a reliable toll processor for its crude, and a capsule-making company turns the crude into the final value-added product. On the wholesale side with crude, your 1,000 pounds of flour that tests at 10% CBD will give you about 90 grams of crude containing 80% CBD per pound of flour. 
That's 20% efficiency in processing, meaning you lose 80% of the flour mass that you harvested. Wholesale CBD crude prices have hovered around $8 per gram in 2018. So now, instead of $20 or $100 for raw flour, your pound of processed flour is worth $720, less your processing costs. If you're thinking of going with a toll processor, interview several and pick someone with a track record of not gouging farmers. One reason we didn't sell our Vermont harvest as wholesale crude in 2016 is that the dispensary with which we were negotiating wanted half our harvest in exchange. That was a crop we lovingly worked on for 240 days. They would have run it through their equipment in one day. If you've got the upfront capital, you might consider becoming a toll processor yourself. Then you can process both for yourself and others. This is what Dexter Rice of Sub-Zero Extracts in northeastern Colorado does. He invested $175,000 for a medium-scale cold ethanol processing rig and related facility build-out costs. Now he extracts cannabinoids both for his own nature's love line of products and for other enterprises that want to lease his 120 pounds per day equipment for their own products. Six figures might sound expensive to a bootstrapper trying to save the family's Midwest farm by a hemp, but Dexter took the leap and it's paying off. When you generate $250,000 in combined product and toll processing revenues annually, a $175,000 investment quickly pays for itself. Or you can scale up your processing equipment in startup-friendly stages as Margaret Flewellen of Natural Good Medicines has done. She started with a $7,000 ethanol extraction machine from Eden Labs in Seattle, the Mm. smallest one they offered. Our equipment has grown as our business has grown, she said. We're on our third unit now. Those in the flower game are wise to always keep in mind that CBD is just one cannabinoid. As a whole plant advocate for maximizing bioavailability and the entourage effect of artisan cultivars, I'm not a fan of isolating specific elements of the cannabis plant. But in the name of thoroughness, I won't completely ignore these markets. The equipment exists to isolate just about any cannabinoid or terpene you like, and the markets are real, if volatile. When I walked into the green room for some coffee before a hemp conference in 2018, a former real estate agent come hemp broker was touching up her makeup and speaking loudly into her phone. She was half lip gloss, half hustle. This is what I couldn't have avoided hearing her say, even if I had wanted to. Oh, sure, you're a yeah, two kilos is as easy as one. We'll send them both right off. No, no extra shipping. Yep, should be there by Thursday. When she hung up, she hollered to her partner across the room. The Ukrainians want two keys now. At this point, I jumped in. I have to ask, was that CBD isolate? CBN, she said. Can't keep it in stock. And um, if you don't mind my $15,000 a key. I can pinpoint this as the moment I realized that the hemp industry is for real, worldwide in its fungible markets, and about to become very, very big. Specifically, it was my first of many reminders that there are 110 other cannabinoids to play. Today I got an email asking me what I charge for CBG isolate. Heard of that one? One peer-reviewed study listed anti-inflammatory and anti-emetic as two of CBG's qualities, and another found it inhibited colon cancer cells. Wow. And if that's not enough for you this morning, woo, get on out there and read, read, read your initiatives, folks. Thank you, Doug Fine. Where's our little, uh, got to get the sound effects back up so that we can clap for Doug. Thank you, Doug Fine. Um, <clears throat> and thank you, everybody. Um, there are, this plant is just a miracle. It's a miracle to be able to be on air about it now and just to talk so freely about it. Be good to each other out there. Um, and educate yourself out there before you start voting on all sorts of things this November. It's super important. Talk to your friends, talk to people, and find out what they're thinking. And um, Anyway, have a glorious Weed Day Wednesday. And that's it. We're halfway to Christmas, folks. (laughs) And smoke weed. 
and exercise. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.